The little kid goes out and wants to play and have dessert. The adults up in there goes, no, no, that's not good for you. We don't have time. That's too childish. And then the higher self is going, no, let it unfold. Experience life, all of it, the good and the bad. So you fulfill. So we have all these different parts of us. We need to find that alignment. How do we find the alignment? Communication. Our own inner dialogue. What are we doing even within ourselves, our own dialogue with ourselves? Do we have loving, accepting, forgiving dialogue with ourselves? Or are we always in resistance trying to force or make ourselves do things we think we should be doing even when another part of us feels totally out of agreement with that? Or we know we should be doing something else, but we say, no way, I'm not going to, for whatever reasons. So, community unification. Communication starts within ourselves, even before in the world around us. That's really where it all takes place, because once you have it lined up in here, believe me, it's a lot easier out here in the world. It's not a challenge then. Our communications out here are just reflections of how we handle how we handle things out here is a reflection of how we are handling things in here. So if you don't like the way you're handling things out here, take a good look inside. Start to get a new inner dialogue, a new approach. To approach yourself with loving and acceptance and forgiveness. And then as we come into greater unification or union with ourselves through this inner dialogue of loving, well, guess what? Again, the overflow, where we can begin to communicate with those other God selves around us. And in that communication, it brings the unification, the union once again. Because that's what loving does. It unifies. It brings into the oneness and so when we are able to truly share the light of our own soul, which is loving, that will also stir or give a sense, example, to other souls to begin to discover the loving that they are so that they may participate in this communion in action. You know the whole phrase where two or more are gathered? I'm sorry, but that's a bunch of crap unless they're coming together in loving. Otherwise, we don't want to come together with other souls when it's all the junk, right? So where two or more are gathered, all kinds of stuff can happen. But when we come from this place of inner unification, then when we participate with another it can begin to unify where we have that greater experience of loving and oneness in our relationships with others. It's an extension of ourselves. Love your neighbor as yourself. So loving the self extends to the neighbor and we're loving the neighbor as the self because it is the same. One soul. One soul. All it is is an expansion, an overflow of ourselves to ourselves to ourselves. 
that which is the God self. It's an amazing process. But we've got to be willing to take it step by step, to do the inner dialogue, the inner work, the inner loving. And even when we're doing in the world, it's still an inner action. It's not something we're doing in the physical universe, trying to create what we want, unless, of course, it's just freedom of loving. But that only invites, that is only freely done, freely given, unconditional, is what loving is, neutral. No expectations, no attachments, no desires, no wants, no fears, no judgments. Just loving. So it's up to us to find that, to discover that, to grow it, to build it, to practice it. And the world around us is going to make us practice it, whether we like it or not as well. So do the inner work, first and foremost. But begin to look in your individual lives to see how you can now communicate that loving, to share that loving in the world around you. And I don't want to limit it just to communication. That's just one of the most effective tools i found. But there's all kinds of things we can do, just smiling at somebody else. But if you think about it, isn't that really even a communication itself? Saying hello, doing a kind deed. What's that bumper sticker? Uh, random acts of kindness or something like that? Yeah, so there's actions we can do. There's other things we can do. But that's why I broke down the word communion in action. That doesn't mean just talking. We think of communication as talking. But don't we talk about body language and other languages? So it's communion in action. In other words, don't limit it to just words. It's action that creates communion because it is something done in loving. That's what we're going for here. So begin to see how you can do that first in yourself and then with others. You know how we, again, another threefold thing, how we talk about this pathway, meditation, self-study, self, so there's God, self, and service, others. God, self, others, meditation, God, self-study, self, service, others. The threefold path. This all works together, and it is by participating in all three of those actions that we fulfill our journeys. So we cannot avoid this action here, even outwardly, with others. All we have to do is find a way to bring the loving into this action with others, and then we are free and complete. Again, as I said earlier, even if others don't want to participate with us, it doesn't matter. That's their journey. That's their lesson. This is about you getting your freedom by your actions, being responsible. Thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions. So react in loving. React in acceptance. Take actions in loving. It doesn't matter what the people around you do. They may join in. They may say, get the hell out of here and push you away. And that's what all goes on in the world. So don't expect it 
or try to make it be a certain way for somebody else. Just that alone, if you can let go of that, it's going to make it a whole lot easier. And the thing you'll realize, by you just taking all the steps, you fulfill yourself. And I have found in many relationships, when I've done it and taken it, and I, the way I learned a lot of this, I did try to make others do what I wanted them to do in having this loving communication with me. And when I got the reaction because I was trying to force them to, no, that wasn't loving, was it? Well, I thought I was being loving at the time because I didn't understand it fully. doesn't matter. You can't, you're not going to do this perfectly. It's going to take a lot of practice because it's through the practice we learn all these different components. So when I was learning that and trying to get others to do this with me, instead I got reaction or resistance. That was wonderful because it let me know, oh my gosh, I'm doing something trying to control. I'm not doing this giving them the freedom. So now let me come back, ownership, let me come back to myself, do the inner work, and as I come to that loving neutrality, let me see how I can now, once again, extend that loving to others as well. And so in that loving, and then I found some say, nope, that's it, right here is the boundary. Right there, that's the line. I'm not stepping over that. I hear what you're asking of me, because I learned to really really explain to people what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, what it is I'm hoping to accomplish out of it, and inviting them to participate with me. I've had people say, yeah, okay. And I've had some people say, that's it. This is all the farther I'm going. Well, you know, the cool thing was, and there's one in particular that I remember, that when they told me that's right there, they communicated now and told me, you know that saying, the truth shall set you free? Well, they told me the truth of where they were at that moment. And in that moment of them being truthful, that's another word I use synonymously with loving, truth, truthful. When they told me their truth, even though it wasn't what I wanted, their truth, when they did that, it actually assisted me. Because as soon as they laid that down, all of a sudden I found that part of me that was trying to get them to do it, all of a sudden let go. And as soon as I let go, guess what? I got free. I was free of that now. I took it all the way, all the distance I could inside of myself, even though there was a part of me trying to get them too, but I was doing it for me to get free. And I didn't know what it was supposed to look like. I just know to move on it. But all of a sudden it got to the place. And when they did that, all of a sudden it detached me from that process I was trying to do with them. And when that came back to me, remember it always comes back to the Creator. When that came back to me, I just got this wave of freedom. I went, yes. All right, I fulfilled it. And that's where I discovered it is all about me. It's about me doing that which I need to do to fulfill myself in loving and allowing others the space to do that for themselves. So I realized a wonderful thing. No conditions, unconditional loving, but to participate, to take action, and then through the actions, allow the actions to fulfill whatever that is we're seeking to fulfill or complete or come into greater understanding or experience. There will be a point that all of a sudden we're free and it's done. And don't try to figure out what it is or when it is to happen. 
Forget about prophecy and trying to figure out, well, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Just doing that, you're going to hold it back and prolong it because there's a part of you getting in the way and trying to control it. Because what is the part of you that wants it to get it done really quick? The part that wants to avoid and doesn't want to deal with it. And that's the very thing we need to deal with. And when we begin to deal with it, and loving is when we get free. So start dealing with all these parts of self you're in struggle with. Love them. And in that loving is where you're really going to set yourself free because that's the truth that sets us free. You want to share? I'll just share a couple of things and we'll call it an evening. Um, one thing is, that was an excellent explanation of a lot of what I have spoken over the years in greater clarity and detail to really understand the whole process of communication, of loving, acceptance, and forgiveness, of the process of you are responsible for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. That is the basis of spiritual liberation. If you can really begin to grasp the meaning and the understanding and the wisdom in those few words and really begin to apply them to your daily life, your life will change. And you don't even have to be on a spiritual journey. You don't have to be searching for God or wanting to liberate your soul. Just applying those words into your daily life, as Brian has shared, your life is going to change. And you're going to be happier, more fulfilled. Your life is going to be easier because you are not going to be in distress and disturbance. And if you are on a spiritual quest, if you are searching for God, if you are looking to find a way to liberate your soul, that will also come just automatically. And even if you're not searching for God or soul liberation, guess what? It will come automatically anyway. Because the moment you begin to take responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings, your life is going to change. Because you are now paying attention. You are now staying present in the moment. You are now being responsible in a responsible way to yourself and with yourself and yourself into the world. And the moment you do that, your life changes because you stop looking outside of yourself for answers and solutions. You stop looking outside yourself, blaming others and the world for your problems. And you begin to answer all that inside yourself and bring quiet and peace and solution and answer and understanding and clarity and loving into your present moment. And you begin to live and approach life very differently. And it all begins by doing something. And that something that you are to do is to take responsibility. Be responsible. Grow up. I can remember my, my mom often saying to me, Jim, stop being such an adult. You're going to be an adult soon enough. Don't rush it. Well, guess what? We all are physically adults in this world now.
But are we adults inside? Are we truly living as an adult? Being responsible, taking care of ourselves. If we are complaining about other people, no, we're not. If we're complaining about the world, no, we're not. If we're looking for the answer in the world, no, we're not. So, I would say, begin to look at these few words. We've heard them over and over, over the years, on CDs, in retreats. But are we really looking at them? Are we really using them to our advantage, to our growth? And the word communication is a very vital part of all of this. And it isn't just about communication in the world with others. And it isn't about just communication within ourselves. Where I began learning and understanding the value and the power of communication was when I was a child. Yep, here we go again. When I was a child, every day, every day, every day, I spent time in communication with God. I would sit down, either outside or in my bedroom, and I would spend a long time talking to God, communicating with God. And as I began to communicate with God and just tell God what was going on in my life, what, what did I do today? I would, I would literally sit there and just say what had happened at school that day. I can remember when I was in kindergarten and we were learning tap dancing and I had made a good move and then I didn't make a good move and the teacher said, Jim, come on, what's wrong with you? You're really good, you can do this, come on. And I, I got hurt. I thought I had done something wrong. I went home and I began sharing with God my day and as I was sharing with God about my day, I was sharing with God all the good stuff. And I kind of put that other aside. I didn't want God to know about that, that I got hurt, that I wasn't as good a dancer as I would like to think I was, or that I thought that the teacher thought I was. And I found that as I was communicating with God about all the good stuff of that day, all of a sudden I realized that this wasn't really the same kind of communication that I had felt in the past that was good. This wasn't going anywhere. It was empty. It was hollow. And I had to reach over and pull up this other stuff that I was hiding from God, saying, no, I don't, I don't want to share that. God doesn't want to hear that. And I started sharing with God my hurt feelings. And I even remember crying in that moment and sharing with God. And as that happened, all of a sudden, I literally felt all that just lift up and the loving come in and replace what had been lifted up. It just filled that area of disturbance with loving. But I had to communicate. I had to share with God everything. And that's the process of meditation. We give everything to God. 
We are not going to let anything stand between us and the Lord. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing in the world, nothing inside of ourselves. Nothing. And the more you give it up to God, God just brings the loving in. And that's what God wants. God doesn't want you to hide anything. God wants it all. He has no value systems placed on what you do in your life, how you live your life, how you don't live your life. He just wants to participate. And the only way that God can participate is by us inviting God in. And I know one thing. I want God invited into everything I do in my life. I want God invited into every part of my being, inwardly and outwardly, so that God is participating with me in all things, in all ways. And guess what? God is loving. And when God is participating with you in all things, in all ways, inside myself and outside myself, it's all loving. And if I try to hide something, and I may not try to hide it from God, I may try to hide it from myself. I don't want to look at that. I don't care if God sees it, but I just don't want to look at it. Well, guess what? Then you're going to live with the mess and the junk and the pain and the sorrow of that that you're hiding from yourself. So it also means that in communication with God, you've got to communicate with yourself in a different way. You've got to be willing to look at those things. Even if it's just to say, ooh, 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 okay, God, here, real quick, quick, take it, take it. I don't want to have to, or you don't want to say it that way. You want to just say, Lord, this is yours. I give it to you. And solution, answer, understanding, loving, transformation, whatever will come in. Whatever you want to handle yourself, God will let you do it. And the way you do that is just to avoid it. Put it over to the side and say, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And we're so skilled at doing that, we don't even know we do it. That's the amazing factor here. We'll just set things aside and say later, no, I don't want to look at that. Oh, that's their problem, not mine. Well, guess what? It's all your problem until you begin to handle it. The moment you take it in and begin to handle those things, it's no longer a problem because you now have taken it out of reaction. You're responsible for every action and reaction. You've taken it out of reaction within yourself and you are now putting it into action. Action leads to fulfillment. Action leads to awareness. Action leads to loving. Action brings solution. And the greatest action I know of is to give it to God. Especially if you don't know what to do with it, or if you don't want to look at it, or if you want to transform it and you don't know how. Give it to God. Just say, Lord, this is my gift to you today. And that's what I did as a child. I learned very early on. Give it all up to God, and God just brings the loving in. Now, it doesn't mean that the situation is going to necessarily just transform outside or inside. You may still be judging yourself. You may be angry with yourself or with others or whatever. But it does mean that things will begin to change if you pay attention, 
if you stay present in the moment and you begin to learn how to move in action, live in loving, be in oneness with the Lord inside you, in all of this, and just as I gave things up to God, I would invite God into situations. And the more I did it, the easier life got. And guess what? In this action of giving to God, in talking with God every day, in communing with God, communication, all of a sudden I found that God began to commune with me. God would bring the loving in. God would fill me with the loving. God would begin to share with me and participate with me in a very direct way. Giving me understanding, giving me clarity, giving me insight. But it all began with me doing something. I had to begin the action. And that was just to be in loving with God. And then it all unfolds. God first and God only. That's the key to it all. And then in that, be responsible for your thoughts and your feelings. Boy, are we really being responsible for our thoughts and our feelings? Do we really spend time paying attention? Or not? And being responsible for our actions and our reactions. I found it's sometimes a lot easier to be responsible for our actions and reactions in the world than it is within myself. I can go into reaction with myself so quickly, it's, it's not even funny. I can be patient and calm and, and holding for people in the world. And they can do whatever they do, and I'm not going to go into reaction with it very easily. But on the inside, thank God you don't see what goes on in there. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I still go into reaction with myself. If you don't believe it, talk to him. <laughs> he knows it. He sees it. But it's a process, and we all do it. And as long as we're in the body, it's going to go on. It doesn't stop the moment you get initiated. It doesn't stop the moment you start meditating two and a half hours a day. It doesn't stop after 10 years of meditating and living up to the initiation by chanting that name of God every day. It doesn't stop. As long as you're in the body, it is going to continue. There's always more. There's always another layer. There's always something else. There is no perfection in this world. There is no perfection in this world other than your soul. Your soul is perfect. That divine spark that dwells here in the physical form right now is perfect. Perfect. It is the only perfection in this creation. But that that is perfect here is truly living and dwelling in spirit right now. It isn't in the physical body. It isn't in the physical world. It isn't of the physical world. The perfection is in spirit and is of spirit. 
And that perfection of spirit that is you is in and of spirit. The things that you are in judgment and fear and anger and frustration with, within yourself, has to do with this body, with your imagination, your emotion, your mind. And believe me, they are not perfect and they never will be perfect. And so you may as well just get over trying to make it be so. And accept it just as it is. Acceptance. Accept yourself just as you are. Accept yourself just as you are physically, imaginationally, emotionally, and mentally. And you will wake up and know the perfection of your own soul and be able to live that into all those other aspects of yourself more and more each day. And then all that stuff that they do will just be okay. You'll accept it. You'll love it. You'll forgive it. And where do you give it up? But to God. It's great to forgive it in the forgiveness, but it's greater to also give it up to God and just say, in case I didn't forgive it all, I just give it up to you. I can remember when I was looking at the Catholic Church as a possible source by which I would begin my spiritual practice as a child. I remember the first time I went in and began to talk to a priest, and we began to talk about the different qualities of the Catholic Church compared to others. And he began to share with me about confession. And he said, the only true place of confession that you can have is to be in the confessional box with a priest and confess through that priest to God your sins so that you can be forgiven. And I went home and I thought, wow, is that really true? And then I realized all my life I have been confessing to God. I have been in that confessional. But I don't need a priest. I don't need somebody in the world to stand between me and the Lord so that I can get my forgiveness. I don't want anything to stand between me and God. And I realized that the true confession is loving God. That is really sometimes the hardest confession that we can make. Is to truly bow down to the Lord and say, Lord, I love you. Oh boy. The love just comes in. Oh. That's where I'd love to be in meditation right now. Because when the loving comes in, I just want to go with it. And it's hard to be in the body and have it just flood in and not go with it in the flow. My tears are tears of joy because I know it's so easy for me to just be there. And it is for all of us if we'll just do one thing. Put 
God first. And the way you do that is ever love God in all things. Love God in spirit. Love God in you. Love God in the world. And it's loving. Then your thoughts and your feelings are loving God, loving you, and loving the Lord in all things. And then your actions are loving God, loving you, and loving God in all things. And then your reactions, there are no reactions. Because in loving there is no reaction. There is just action. And what is the action of loving? Being. Being loving. And what is the greatest action there is? To be still and know that I am. That's the greatest action that there is. And that is done in meditation. And then we begin to live the meditation in all that we do. Once we really connect into that in our meditation, we can open our eyes and we can get up and we can go and do the world and still be in that stillness. And still in that stillness, know the Lord and I are one. Be still and know that I am. And then we can live that stillness in all that we do. Take it everywhere we go. And I and the Lord are one. And life is transformed. And when is that going to happen for those that are meditating? When is it going to happen for those that are initiated in meditating? I don't know. It is about how dedicated are you to this process? Are you really applying it every moment of every day? Are you living the meditation? Are you living the word of God in you, around you, in all that you say, in all that you do? If you find yourself complaining, if you find yourself angry, if you find yourself frustrated, fine, enjoy it, love it, honor it, accept it, forgive it, whatever. But bring it into yourself fully and see what that's about. And then give it up to God and let God see what it's about and see how God might begin to transform that in you. We at these physical levels, the mind is a great controller. It loves to control. It loves to be in charge. Don't let it do that to you. And how do you do that? You rise above it in meditation. You learn to live above the mind and wake up into the soul and let the soul have dominion over the mind rather than the mind blocking the soul expression and trapping it in the world. Let go and let God. Let God and let go. It's one action. It's not two. Another way to put it is let God. Just let God. Let God into yourself. Let God into your daily life. Let God into your problems. Let God into everything. 
That's the key here. That's all that this process is about. And it begins by you loving the Lord. Communicating with the Lord. You can't hold anything away from God anyway. You can't hide anything from God. God knows it all. You know, when I was growing up, I learned a lesson very quickly. I was a teenager, and I had these little secrets I was hiding from the world. And in a sense, I was hiding from myself. And I figured, you know, I had a great facade, and nobody knew what was going on, until one day my best friend said, so what is this all about? What, you know, and he described what I was going through inside. And I go, how do you know that? How do you know that? He goes, well, it's really obvious. I can just see it in your face sometimes. And I'm going, well, don't tell anybody. And he says, well, I don't have to tell anybody. If they look at you, they can see it. And I realized, oh, my God, that's true, because I've done that with other people. But we think we're all keeping these secrets. We're all hiding things so well, and then nobody knows. So why play the game? Why try to hide something? Why be ashamed? Why be afraid? Why be afraid to communicate with another person? Share your feelings. Share your thoughts. Share your frustrations. Share. I'll tell you, once you begin to communicate, a great freedom comes forward. A wonderful freedom comes forward. Because the mind has lost control. And your soul begins to have charge over everything. And if you don't want to do it first and don't trust yourself with another person, do it with God. But really do it with God. Lay it all out. You may spend hours. I mean, I literally would spend hours every day talking to God, talking to God. Then later when I started learning about religion and going to visit the churches and stuff, then I, I called it prayer. But it was just talking to God. I wasn't saying, oh, Lord, Lord, please forgive me. Oh, Lord, Lord, please heal this person or heal this thing in me. I would just tell God everything. What was my problems? What was my situation? What was happening in my life? What was my joy? What did I want? What did I not want? And the more you do it, the greater life will be. Easier, joyful, fulfilling, and filled with loving. So listen to what Brian said today. Download it off the internet once it's up there. Because those words were the tools by which you will liberate your soul. Those were the words, and those were the words of a spiritual teacher to his disciples, giving you insight, giving you understanding, giving you the basis by which to do 
this action that we talk about over and 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 over. Doesn't it feel like that? Have you ever walked in this room and go, what the hell am I coming in here for? All they're going to do is say the same thing over again. Well, yeah. But isn't that life? Aren't we living the same life today that we lived last life and the life before that and the life before that? You may not know that, but I know that because I see the repetition. And it doesn't stop until we change. It only stops when we change. The sins of the father shall be passed down to the fourth generation. Well, it can take four lifetimes for us just to learn one lesson. If we're lucky, it just takes four lifetimes. If we're paying attention, it'll take just four lifetimes. Learn it now. Complete it now. Participate in your life. Talk within yourself. Talk with God. Talk with those around you. Share, open, be friendly, be kind, but also take care. If we put up walls with others, we have just now put up a wall between us and God. Don't have anything between you and the Lord. Anywhere, in the world, in yourself, or in spirit. You put up one wall, and now you have separation. The mind may tell you, oh, yeah, you're really spiritual. You're meditating every day. You're seeing the light. You're having these experiences. But if one wall stands between you and the Lord, you are still in separation. And you are not being fulfilled in the way that you might think. So tear all the walls down, wherever they might reside in you, around you, in whatever way you can. And love God. If you just do that, if you just love God every moment of every day, chanting the name or however you can do it, and just invite the loving into your moment, you will find that all this else will fall into place. And all these words will make sense. And you will be living it. And that's what it's about anyway. So thank you. And thank you all very much for coming. And we'll see you next, next Sunday.